listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Pardon me, Mr. Voice Guy, but you were only partially correct. Yes, you are listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast, and I am your host, Nick Stevenson. However, my partner in crime, Christopher Clark, is not in the building today. Um, what we've been doing is trying to work out our scheduling snafus. And the good news is uh, that 2020 brought us a new version of ourselves where we schedule our lives instead of just flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, so Chris and I actually put our heads together with our wives a couple of days ago and came up with a schedule that will allow us to put out content on a weekly basis mike poston i hear you brother consistency that's what you're looking for and um so we should be able with the schedule we've set up we should be able to put out content every sunday um for the foreseeable four months Uh, and that will be a wrap to season one of the smells like middle-aged spirit podcast i can't even believe i'm saying that at the beginning of this year if you'd have told me that i'd have started a podcast with my brother-in-law and that we would have had as good of a response to it as we have, I I would not have been optimistic enough to believe you. Um, and I keep saying, you know, I get on here and I get really hype about the response we're getting, like, because we're getting, like, hundreds of listens, which I understand there are podcasts out there where tens of thousands of people listen every episode. But I've said it before, for a couple of guys who are just sitting here and had delusions of grandeur at first, and then realized, man, this might be a little trickier than we thought, recording our first episode inside of my kitchen and not knowing what was going to happen. I mean, we have had the pleasure of connecting with so many people uh, because I think what my partner and I decided early on, what we wanted to do was be honest, um, be transparent, and just give somebody something positive and good to listen to and leave all all the BS and the fighting and the politics aside. And maybe it's a little bit biased, But as I listen back, we've done five episodes now, and as I listen back to the content that we've put out, I can say I'm proud of it. I listen sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? This is a damn good podcast. I would listen to this. So um, we appreciate everyone else who is supporting us, everyone else who's been following us since September. And if you're sharing with your friends, we appreciate it so much. We've we've had listens all over the country. We've even had a a few... Listens on the other side of the globe. Uh, Shout out to my man Trev over in the UK. He's trying to put us on the map over there. Somebody listened in Jamaica the other day. Jaman Rasta. I'm with you. So in episode four, we touched on New Year a little bit. On New Year's Eve, we posted the the episode with our moms, and we didn't really get into the whole New Year thing. I'm really not huge on the New Year, and it's this isn't even one of those situations because of the fact that I didn't celebrate growing up. I just try to live my life now like every day is a new day and a new beginning. And I get it. At the beginning of the year, it's grandiose. It's the celebration and people get hyped up. I've had the uh, look. There's been many times on December 31st. I was like, oh, yeah, new new year, new me. And by January 3rd, I was on the same shit I was on before. But if that's the case, then now January 4th can be your new year. Uh, You should have a resolution every day to be a better version of yourself. And so I get the excitement of New Year. I've done the partying and the 
streamers and the champagne and the whatever that song is that nobody knows the words to. I've done all of that before. This year, <laughs> it was just me, my family, uh, minus Maddie. We miss you, boo-boo. Uh, she's visiting some other members of her family. But we were just in the house chilling, watching some TV, playing some video games. Uh, by the time midnight came around, my daughter and my wife were past the F out. <laughs> and I did my best to wake them. But I think they probably feel the same way I do. Like, yes, it's exciting. It's a new year. But you know what? New year, new me is all well and good as long as every day you're continuing to try to better yourself. So I wanted to talk about 2019 because 2019 for me and some members of my family was about a year of bettering ourselves. By the time Thanksgiving came around and I was trying to be reflective and think about everything that happened in 2019, it dawned on me that, man, I had a pretty great year. A lot of times during Thanksgiving, when you've been going through it, when you've been going through some hard times and you've overcome some stuff, like you get really emotional. You start thinking about the struggle that you had and the fact that you overcome it. You get emotional. It, it, it makes you feel proud. But at the same time, you kind of go revisit your low moments and think about where you are now. And it's it's an incredible thing. This year, as I was looking back, Chris touched on it a little bit. Sometimes we we do this prayer circle and everybody what they're thankful for can be kind of humdrum. To be honest with you, 2019 didn't bring a whole lot of controversy for for me or my family. Like it was it was a great year. And I think sometimes when things are going well, you kind of get comfortable and take those things for granted. And walks my brother, who he's been going through some things, and we're going to have him on episode seven, part three of All in the Family, which will be recorded on January 18th and should drop on the 19th or 20th. We're going to have him on to talk about it a little bit more. But I touched on it. My brother's been going through some things. He's gone through a divorce, custody battle with his children, things that I went through several years ago. And I remember the Thanksgiving of the year that I was going through all that stuff. And I was just like him. I, I felt emo I was overwhelmed with emotion. I could barely tell everyone what I was thankful for without crying. And everybody in the room was getting misty eyed because I was feeling it. And by the time my brother came to Thanksgiving this year, as I said before, there wasn't a whole lot of controversy for us in 2019. 2019 brought some awesome things that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. My brother's been going through some stuff. And to think about where he was a year ago, where he was alone, looking for a place to live, questioning if he was going to be able to be the father that he wanted to be. And he overcame all of that. And like I said, once he gets here, he'll get to talk to you about that a little bit more. But by the time Thanksgiving came around and we're in that prayer circle, like seeing that he was enjoying that moment, that emotional moment where you look back and you're like, man, I made it. I can't believe I'm here. I think I kind of took that for granted until he showed up. Because once again, 2019 was a great year. There was a lot of positive changes for us in our family. And I, I did want to talk about that because at the beginning of 2019, before the idea of this podcast ever came up, I didn't really have anything that I was super passionate about other than being a father, other than being a husband, which is great. But I looked at people like Chris, who no matter what the idea was, he would just get so excited about it and so hype about it. Like we joke about him making handmade soap, but anybody who knows him and remembers when he was making that soap, this was his million dollar idea. Like he was taking this motherfucker to the bank. 
<laughs> and you couldn't tell him any different. To be honest with you, sometimes I sat in his garage looking around at the mountains of soap that were sitting in there. And I thought to myself, like, what is this dude so excited about? Nobody's going to buy this shit. Why would you buy an $8 bar of soap when you can go to the dollar store and get it for two or one? Right? Like, this is me being pessimistic. This is unfortunately something that has probably been passed down through generations and generations of my family. Like, we just, if, you got, if you're feeling great about something, one of them Stevenson boys is probably going to take a shit on it. Because we're going to let you know what's really going to happen. We're going to let you know how it really is. And then I stopped and I'm like, you know what? That's really messed up on my part. Do I really have a problem with the fact that this man is making handmade soap? Or do I have a problem with the fact that he's so passionate about it? And here I am going to my everyday nine to five, dragging ass, wishing I was doing something else. That was kind of the attitude that I had to step back and step away from. Because I realized that in reality, I was looking on at Chris and I had what I would call... Like, I keep coming to that word jealousy. It was, it doesn't sound like a great word, but I just, I wished, I knew that I wished there was something that I could be passionate about like that. And then I had the example of my wife who early 2019, my my wife loves what she does for a living. She's had some misfortunes with some of her employers. And at the beginning of 2019, she was working for someone that was not allowing her to enjoy what she does for a living. At some point, she decided enough was enough. I'm going to go find somewhere where I can be happy. And, and lo and behold, in the month of June, she decided to take that leap of faith because it's really easy to get comfortable. Sometimes we don't leave a job that we don't like just because we're comfortable there. We, we know how to get there. We know how traffic's going to be. We know exactly what time to leave. We know what we can and can't get away with. Going somewhere new is difficult because there's so much unknown. And my wife had to take a leap of faith. She just realized, like, I'm really unhappy where I am. It's affecting every aspect of my life. We could tell when mama came home and she wasn't happy. So she made a choice. I'm going to try to find someone where I can be used to my full potential and enjoy what I'm doing. And she was so blessed to be introduced uh, to the Banerjee's at Banerjee Plastic Surgery because they're allowing her to do what she loves to do, the parts of her job that she loves to do. She enjoys growing a business. She enjoys interacting with other people and touching people's lives. And that's what she's been allowed to do. And, you know, they handed her the keys of that thing and, and Banerjee Plastic Surgery's taken off. So I'm very proud of her for that. But that took a leap of faith. So I have two examples in my life of people who knew what they wanted and they went and got it. So I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, all right, bro, what are you going to do? And for me, changing the status quo didn't necessarily mean that I needed to change my job. It just meant I needed to change the attitude that I had about my job and what I was doing and how I was going to do it. If I wanted to be happy, I needed to try to fulfill my potential at what I was doing and take a different approach. But also I knew that I needed to find something that I was passionate about. Not necessarily to do for a living, but just something to occupy my mind, my spirit that I can get excited about. We have a buddy of ours who, actually I have two buddies who at one point started a podcast. Now keep in mind, podcasting is something that I had been thinking about doing and it's something that I had a passion for since I was a little kid. 
So let me explain to you exactly why I wanted to start this podcast. Because on the outside looking in, it may look like, oh, he had two buddies who started one. That's why he started one. No, I want to take you back to 1995. I want to take you back to boom boxes, tape decks. I want to take you back to boys to men. I want to take you back to TLC. Uh, I want to take you back to Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. 1995, my brother and I, I'm 11 years old. That makes my brother about five or six. We're young kids. And my mom brought home a Casio keyboard with a DJ scratching table on it. I'm talking like full on ficky, ficky, ficky. And it played some of the corniest, cheapest little quote unquote hip hop beats you could come up with. But it had a microphone with a voice changer. We thought this thing was the shit. You could not tell us anything. And when my mother brought this home, that's when my brother and I decided nobody knows us. How is anybody going to listen to a talk show with two kids that nobody knows? But you know who they do know? They know Buzz Lightyear and they know Woody. So my brother and I decided we were going to start the Buzz Lightyear show featuring me as Buzz Lightyear and he as Woody. And we would tape shows. And this was the first ever podcast, in my opinion. Like, we started this whole thing. We would tape shows. Buzz Lightyear's favorite thing to do was to jam on the Casio keyboard with the <laughs> little DJ scratching system. It was, it was insane. My parents got a kick out of it, I guess. I wish I could find those tapes. But that was the first time I got passionate about entertaining. And really, we were just entertaining ourselves at the time. Um. But every test I would take in school, you know, they give you these aptitude tests where they find out what you're good at, where you should take your career path. And every one that I took said that I should be in some form of entertainment. I enjoyed entertaining other people. If you ask anybody in my family, if we went to a party, I was the one who would get up and dance for everybody. I was the one who'd get up and sing for everybody. Like I wanted to make everybody laugh. That was just my passion. Unfortunately, I was not able to really pursue that. We've touched on this a couple of times because of the lifestyle I was living at the time. Yeah, that was all well and good when you're at the party and when you're at the family gathering. But as far as what you're going to do for a living, like you're going to have to find a real job and be serious because you need something that's going to allow you to take care of your family and worship God. Like, And at the time, I remember feeling like, well, why... Am I not allowed to do anything that I'm really good at and that I like to do? That kind of suppressed my ambition at the time for doing things that entertain other people. Fast forward to 2006. I am now a 22-year-old man, and I've just had a child. And my brother is right there by my side, still young. At this time, my brother is 14 or 15. And he's super excited that he's an uncle. The first thing that I do when I bring my baby girl home is I have to go to the to the local CVS and I have to get my wife at the time some toiletries and some other things that she needs, uh, pick up some medications. We get to the pharmacy and it's not open yet and the prescription's not ready. So we have my brother and I sitting in the parking lot waiting and my brother happens to bring his tape recorder. So here we go again. This time, 
we're a little bit older and mature now. We're too old for Toy Story. We're too old for Buzz Lightyear and Woody. So now we start the Boo Boo Radio Show. Yeah, that's where we were. We were talking about Boo Boo pretty much the entire time. I'm a 22-year-old man who just had a child, and I am sitting in the car in the parking lot of the CVS to pick up my wife's medication and some toiletries and some things for my newborn daughter. And to pass the time, I'm doing a boo-boo radio show. That was us. That was our maturity level at the time. Like I said, that was just an outlet for us to do what we both love to do and just be goofy and entertain and laugh. And that was kind of our way of letting out that suppressed desire that we had. So now I'm going to fast forward a couple more years to 2009, 2010. Uh, My daughter is now four years old. She's briefly moved to Alabama with her mother. uh, And I have to make a point to make sure that I still go see her and spend some time with her. It was very difficult being that far from her, but... During the nine-hour drive there and the nine-hour drive back, it gave us a lot of time to talk and bond with one another. And one day, I have my cell phone and I said, hey, Maddie, you know that we can make recordings of ourselves and then play them through the radio? And she thought that was so cool. Really? We can be on the radio? I said, yeah, watch this. So I press record on my phone, the digital recorder on my phone. And just off the top of my head, I do a little something like this. Live from the car in Alabama, this is the Maddie and Daddy Show, starring Maddie and Daddy. Now, here are your hosts, Maddie and Daddy. And that was the beginning of... Of the longest standing podcast I have ever been a part of. The Maddie Daddy Show. That started in about 2009 or 10. And we just recorded our last episode a couple of weeks ago. But same thing. Grown ass man talking about farts and booties. And whatever ridiculous sponsorships we came up with. Ozarka water, donuts, carpet, whatever. Just being goofy with my kid. But once again, that's my suppressed desire to entertain. And if I have an audience, even if it's a three-year-old or a four-year-old in the back seat of a car, hey, I'm going to go ham on it. So this, this entertainment thing, as silly as all of that sounds, was something that I've always wanted to do. Let's fast forward to 2019. I got a couple of buddies who are doing something I thought was never possible. They started podcasts. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did they do that? How did they come up with the money doesn't it cost thousands of dollars to start a podcast how much does it cost to get a website like all of these reasons that i'm letting go through my head that this thing can't happen in comes mr hype gorilla (laughs) you know who i'm talking about in 2019 chris he's got two brand new ideas that he's super passionate about oh but the hype gorilla needs more He comes up to me and he says, hey, man, you're still thinking about doing a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about it. And he's like, well, bro, I was looking into advertising on other people's podcasts. And do you know how much people make by advertising on their podcasts? 
And he gave me a number that I'm not going to speak out loud because I don't want to jinx it. Because, yes, I'm doing this for fun, but let me make no qualms about it. My intention is to work this thing until somebody is paying me money to advertise on my podcast. If I'm not doing it for that reason, then then what am I doing it for? Yes, to have fun, but I can have fun and get paid at the same time. Let's keep it real. So Chris comes up to me and he says, hey, let's do this, man. I don't have to pay anybody $1,000 for advertisement. We can get paid thousands of dollars for advertisement, right? And once again, my pessimistic attitude, I'm like, bro, nobody's going to pay us to do shit. But yeah, let's do a podcast. That would be fun. It's like doing the Maddie Daddy show, except with microphones and fancy equipment. Let's do it. And so this idea kind of starts to take shape. And I touched on it, you know, without Chris, I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal to keep pushing. But I slowly, as I was around Chris and we were bouncing ideas off of one another, I felt a change in myself. I felt that pessimistic attitude that all the reasons something can't happen. Once we got started and we're building a studio and we're looking at equipment and we're bouncing names off of each other back and forth. When I started to see it take shape, that's when I got excited. That's when I was like, buddy, I can do this. I have good ideas. I have the ability to speak and connect with people. This is going to be a thing. I'm excited about this. For me, that's the biggest shift that took place for me in 2019. I stopped looking at other people doing things that they were passionate about and being jealous. And I decided I'm going to do something that I'm passionate about. And no, I'm not making any money off of this. But I enjoy waking up at four o'clock in the morning and organizing my soundboard, doing show prep, taking notes, doing research. I like it the least, but I enjoy the editing process. I enjoy everything about this and I'm excited about it. And look, I loved my life before. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my family. As far as my job is concerned, I always viewed it as this is what helps me take care of that family. This is what helps me be a a provider for them. And it allows me, you know, I have a great schedule that allows me to spend time and do what I do best, being a father, being a husband, the things that I am passionate about. But now that I have another thing that is unique just for me, for me, I had to step outside of my comfort zone and take a leap of faith that, hey, man, at the end of the day, what's the worst thing that could happen? You turn on the mic You have a good time having a good conversation with one of your best friends and the only people who listen to it are you, him, and your wives and your mom and a couple of friends. Hey, man, I'm cool with that. What's the worst thing that could happen? So in 2019, that's what we did. I don't have three ventures going on like Mr. Hype Gorilla, but hey, I'm really proud to say that I set a goal for myself. Now we're five episodes into that goal, about to be six episodes into it. We're connecting with people. We're having a good time. So I really have to thank Chris and my wife for just showing me that it's possible to be passionate about something and you don't have to be pessimistic and you can, you can believe in your heart that something is going to work out. That's, that's where I'm at right now. So 2020, what am I going to do now? Once again, I'm not all hype on the, oh, it's a new year. Every day, I just want to be a better version of myself. I'd like to be a better husband, a better father, a better brother, a better son, a better employee, and I want to be a better podcast host. 
I'm passionate about this and I want to improve and I want this thing to keep growing and I want to listen to you guys. The people who've been listening loyally to this podcast, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and I know Chris feels the same way. When somebody sends me a message and says to me, I'm on the verge of tears. What you said in this past episode really hit home with me because I'm going through this or I have gone through that. If that one person were the only person who listened, that would make the effort worth it. That would make the six hours of editing, being up till six o'clock in the morning or waking up at four o'clock in the morning, that would make it all worth it. When we decided to do this thing, yeah, there's that nugget at the end of possibly getting some advertisement dollars. But for me, that's not the reason I'm doing this. The reason I'm doing this is because I saw a need for some good, healthy, positive conversation between people who may not all be the same, may not agree on everything. And I saw a need for people to connect on a human level. We live in an age of social media and technology. And trust me, I realize I'm coming to you over the internet. But however, it's so easy to start viewing one another as like buttons, viewing one another as share buttons, viewing one another as emojis. I think there's a real loss of connection between people because we're just not communicating in the same ways that we used to. Now, maybe I sound like an old head and maybe this is the future and this is people are going to be falling in love over Instagram. I just still believe in trying to find a higher connection with people because Despite what you believe, most of the things that you're seeing on social media are not real. They're just not. There's things that I've admitted about myself on this podcast that I don't think I've ever gotten on Facebook and said, oh, man, I'm feeling really pessimistic today about the chances that anything in my life is going to work out. Most people don't. Well, I know there's some people (laughs) and there's probably at least one or two on all of our news feeds who There's just nothing but negativity and feeling sorry for themselves. But I think for the most part, when you go through social media, you're going to see a lot of people putting on a front that they're living the best parts of their life. And some of them really are. I don't want you to make the assumption that everyone on Facebook is being fake, but there's only there's a limit to the amount of authenticity that you can see on Facebook. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to get on this microphone And I wasn't going to center myself. I wasn't going to put on a front as being better than anybody. Sometimes I give advice. The advice that I give is not because I think I know everything. It's because I've lived it. As Chris said, I got the (laughs) t-shirt, the t-shirt to prove it. I wanted to talk to people about the things that I've been through, my points of view. And I wanted to try to connect and bring people together. And in the short amount of time that we've been doing this, I really have the feeling that that's what we're doing. And as I said, whenever someone reaches out and says those things to me, I, I just I can't wait to sit in front of the mic and do the next one. And to the point that I'm sitting here talking to myself right now, and I hope everyone who's been enjoying our show will still tune in, even though it's just me sitting here. But if, if 2019 taught me anything, it taught me that Even a pessimist can change. Go for it. Whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, if there's anybody out there who can't seem to overcome themselves and their own mind and their own fear, find something that you love to do 
and just go fucking do it. My man Chris says it all the time. If you fall, that's okay. It happens. Get up and try the next one. And take it from Chris. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of his family. He has a wonderful wife that supports him. Um, and he's got a good support system. And I have that same support system. And in 2020, we expect big things. We're not hoping for big things. We expect big things. Now that I've sat here and talked to myself for the better part of half an hour, I do want to remind everybody that we will be back on schedule next week. Uh, we're going to be doing episode six, part two of All in the Family. Now that our mamas have come in and hyped us all up, we're going to let you talk to our wives for a major reality check. <laughs> They're going to tell you what's really real. Um, but no, I'm really looking forward to that. My wife has been such a big support for me. She will be the first person to tell you. Before I had something of my own that I was passionate about, and I saw everyone around me with things they were passionate about, she'll be the first person to tell you I was difficult to live with. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize that my jealousy for not having something to call my own was pouring out of me. It's, it's kind of sad to think about now because there were moments that either Chris or herself or other people that we knew were genuinely excited about something that they had done, something that they had accomplished. And I had to sit there and say to myself, dude, why aren't you just as excited for them as, as they are for themselves? It made me feel like an asshole. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, you should be excited about the things that your wife is telling you that's going well for her. You should be excited about the things that you see going well for Chris. I'm, I'm being really honest right now. Like, it made me feel like an asshole. And I had to shift my thinking. And it's really humbling because as I've started this podcast, been enjoying doing it, having a great time, we've gotten good feedback. My wife has not blinked and her support for me. If I'm excited about something, she's just as excited as I am. I'm getting kind of emotional talking about it. Because why do I deserve that when I wasn't able to give that to her? And I've apologized to her. And she's told me that I didn't have anything to apologize for. But I knew what I was feeling on the inside. And it was ugly. So, baby, I know you're listening to this right now. I want everyone to know that if it were not for you, none of this would mean anything. Without you, not only would it not happen, but it just wouldn't mean anything to me without your support. And I have your support, and I'm extremely thankful for that. Okay, guys, we are on social media, even though I just bash social media as being extremely fake. We're on that bitch, though. We up in here. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I actually have a Tumblr account, too. Does anybody use Tumblr anymore? I don't have any followers on Tumblr. I don't even know what Tumblr is about anymore. But we're, we're on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think I'm up to 12 followers on Twitter now. If, if you're not really a big social media person, that's great. If you could do me a favor... Whatever platform that you're listening to us from, if you could leave a comment, leave a, you know, rate our show, 
uh, leave a review, whether you think it's good or bad, because I, we need the constructive criticism. Any way you can get in contact with us and let us know either, hey, we love the show or we hate the show. The biggest part of this for us is interacting with you. If I ever say something that offends someone, my hope is that you don't run away and say, oh, fuck these guys. I'm not listening to them anymore. Come back at me. If I say something you disagree with, let me know. Give me your point of view. I'm willing to listen. I'm not afraid to be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'm not afraid to have my mind changed. The whole reason for doing this is to connect with everybody, not just the people who think the way that we do. And I want to have the debate. Come sit at the table with us. We got two guest chairs now. Come sit down and talk some shit. I'm with you. We've had such a good time doing this. And it's not just because everybody's been telling us, oh, you guys are so great. Like, we've gotten good constructive criticism. And we're listening. And we hope that it shows. And we hope that we continue to get better. And that you guys see the effort that we're putting into it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. My man Chris Clark will be back next week. 2020, if you, if you mess up your New Year's resolution tomorrow, then just get started on it the next day. Every day is a new year. It doesn't just have to be January 1st. Every day is a new year for you guys and for myself as well. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast presents Off Script with your boy Nick Stevenson. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.